0: the Beulah Girl Podcast. For links, related resources, and even more encouragement, visit BeulahGirl.com. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Beulah Girl Podcast. And you might notice by now that you hear slamming doors, you hear brewing coffee beans, you hear all kinds of stuff, because we love to get together at the Daily Grind Coffee Shop. It just makes it more magical having a chai latte or an almond latte for fancy Carol over there. But, uh, so if you hear sounds in the background, just know you're picking up the ambiance of where we are. So we're going to talk tonight about failure, and that's everybody's favorite topic, right, Carol? I mean, I know I'm really excited when I fail at something. Um, I was at a, and I didn't introduce myself, but I'm Susie, you know me by now, uh, Carol and I co-host this podcast, and, um, I was at a worship service last night, and one of the ministers that was there said, if you're not failing, you're not trying, and, he was just basically saying, listen, you will never accomplish anything if you don't take a risk. And so um, because we're not TV characters, when we try something, often it fails. Okay? We don't usually have this, um, you know, land the triple axel or whatever should happen. You know, we're the one busting our hiney. And so it, somehow we feel like failure is not normal, but that is simply not the case. So I want Carol to tell us about her journey to accept failure as part of just life's process.
1: So what I talk about in this article that you can check out on BeulahGirl.com is I wanted to talk about how failure isn't final because I think so many times in my own life that when something has gone the way that I didn't want it to go, when God is trying to teach me something that maybe it's taken me a while to learn, that I've often viewed my own failure as a dead end. That when I'm in that place, I feel like I can't get back up again there's no use in trying because I'm just gonna fail but what God has really showed me through my failures is that failures don't have to be a dead end they don't have to be final right. that God comes after us he picks us up and takes us by the hand and says you know what we can we can face what you're afraid of yes. we can go through another circumstance where you can have a chance to succeed and that our failures don't have to be the place we often go which is we run away from God or we just get stagnant in our faith we just kind of hunker down and say I'm stuck I can't get out of this and so I wanted to to really write a post for Easter coming up about how failure isn't final for all of the articles I wrote for this particular month really these phrases came into my head and I really knew God was speaking to me through them and right after I kind of came up with the title for this this article and this podcast episode why your failure isn't final my pastor was doing a series on Exodus and he used that same exact phrase in his sermon he was talking about uh, Moses and how Moses you know originally he killed an Egyptian and then he fled he went on you know on the backside of a desert and then came back and he had to face that situation he had fled from right where he delivered the Israelites but he delivered them with God's help in a in the right way the second time around and really he failed the first time right and so it was a totally different context but he used that same phrase and so I wanted to focus on just this idea that our failure isn't final and I'm going to be looking not at Exodus but John actually John 21 where I want to just talk a little bit about Peter Peter is perhaps the best all-time example of a disciple who needed another chance um, Susie you and I have talked about Peter before yes. we our very first episode was about Peter when he failed walking on the water yeah and but he fails in another area right before Jesus is crucified Peter brags to Jesus and says you know Jesus others may fall away but I will never fall <laughs> away." and Jesus looks at him and says no Peter You know, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And Peter says, never. I will die before. You know, that is not me, Lord. But that's exactly what happens. Um, Jesus is arrested. Peter denies him, you know, that he's a follower of Jesus three times. Mm -hmm. And then he weeps bitterly because he has failed. He thought that he had much, much more faith. And he thought he was a much better follower than he actually was. And what's very interesting is that there is this moment in John 21 where Peter and Jesus have a little talk. And I'm going to turn there in a minute, but I want to set up this talk. Before Jesus meets with Peter, he tells some women who come to uh, his tomb through an angel. An angel meets Mary Magdalene and some other women. He says, Go tell his disciples and Peter he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. That's in Mark 16 6 and 7 jesus asks for peter tell the disciples and peter yeah to meet me in galilee he asked for the very guy who had just denied him three times Mm -hmm. and then they have this talk in john 21 where jesus basically uses this moment of peter's failure as a teachable moment and i want to just read that when they had finished eating jesus said to simon peter simon son of john do you love me more than these yes lord he said but when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will
0: dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. And so I'm assuming that we're not supposed to get out of this story or about the other stories about Peter that some people are just born to be a failure, right? <laughs> that's not the lesson we're supposed to get out of it. So talk about some some um, practical advice that if we go back and look at Peter's story, uh, I know a lot of us who read are just like, yep, I'm a Peter, like, but that's probably not all we can get out of this story. So talk to us about... What we can learn about failure not being final through Peter. So failure gives us an opportunity to grow. It has been said that God never
1: wastes an opportunity, that he uses everything in our life, even our failures, for ultimate good. And it's hard for us to even comprehend that, but he uses and weaves our failures together into the ultimate tapestry. Um, Susie, I wouldn't even be doing this ministry if I had not failed so miserably (laughs) in my life. That most of my posts are the lessons God has taught me through my failure that he has used some of my biggest mistakes in my past and that has been the platform for teaching other women hopefully to not make some of the same mistakes but if they have i can show them hey here here is what you can do here's the way you can go because god has shown me first right when we failed it's not like god just glosses over it and says you know ignores it like it never happened and then serves us up another chance that's not what happens there are consequences when we fail sometimes very painful consequences it's not like it's a desirable thing to say well it just doesn't really matter right but if we do fail we see that God gives us another chance if we run away from something that he wanted us to face or maybe we fail to be loving in a situation whatever it is he gives us another opportunity and he teaches us after that failure for instance if we look at the conversation that jesus has with peter there are eerie parallels to the time between when jesus and peter were talking and when he failed peter denied jesus three times jesus asks peter in their conversation three different times peter do you love me Mm. do you love me do you love me every time that jesus asked i'm sure peter was thinking in his mind hmm this is just a little eerie yeah and I think all of us, we can have situations in our life where maybe we've had an opportunity to trust and we just went with our own reason and God pointed that out to us. We've repented. And then all of a sudden we may be in a situation where all of a sudden we may be kind of look around thinking, wow, this, this, this feels a little familiar to me. <laughs> all of a sudden I'm having to trust again Mm -hmm. and this kind of feels like the situation I just left Mm -hmm. maybe some different people maybe some different obstacles but so familiar Mm -hmm. right and I think that that is what this passage is really showing us is that God will lead us into those same situations again to give us that opportunity to learn what maybe we didn't previously learn before Mm what I found I know in my own faith walk is that you know we can try to avoid some of the lessons God learned but he's gonna bring us if there, if something he wants to teach us he's gonna bring us to that place over and over and if you read the article I wrote with this I talk about trust because that has been the biggest lesson in my life I have serious you know if, just because of different things that have happened in relationships and things, I have a very hard time with trust. And Mm -hmm. trusting God has been my hardest lesson to learn. And he has given me so many opportunities. And there have been failures, a lot of failures in the area, and there have been some times where I've, you know, done the right thing as well. But all of us have those key issues in our life that he's getting at. And what we can be encouraged at with this passage is that Jesus gives us an opportunity to learn Um, here we see um, Peter very humbled by his failure um, that he was the proud bragging to everyone about what he was gonna do for Jesus (laughs) and how he was gonna stick it to the end if no one else (laughs) did and the IVP New Testament commentary points out that when he answers Jesus question he doesn't say I love you more than anybody else Jesus he just says Jesus you know I love you right Mm -hmm. and the third time he answers Jesus um, what he says is he says "Jesus, you know yes Lord you know all things you know that I love you and one of the things the commentary points out is that he's pointing to Jesus and his sovereignty and really really has accepted that point that Jesus knows all things he doesn't and you can see that Peter has really been humbled in his failure and that where he really struggled with pride and just putting himself out there before that he, through this conversation with Jesus, he's really getting humbled.
0: And there's nothing like a good failure to remove yeah, our pride, our legalism things we thought we'd never do or say and then we did them, you know, it's, it's amazing how much we can relate to that and what else can we learn from Peter's failure? So I love this point the next thing
1: we can learn from Peter's failure is that God wants us in our failure Mm -hmm. love is a concept that many of us struggle with Um, many years ago I asked God just point-blank I said God I don't feel like you love me why don't I feel like you love me challenging circumstances um, you know other things had brought me to that question and he gave me a very interesting answer which I talked about in another podcast with you Susie but he said he gave me the answer that the reason I couldn't feel his love was because of my unbelief. I didn't believe that he loved me or that I was worth that I could be loved. Right. I think was really the issue. When we believe and we recognize what it says in the Bible about God's love, we will begin to see it in our life and it will be a love that as we talked about in a previous episode, it will be a love that literally blows us away right. because we cannot even fathom It says in Ephesians that God knew us before the beginning of the world, and he had plans for us before. So it wasn't like, you know, the world was formed. He's like, oh, I think I'll make Susie (laughs) Lolly. No, he knew Susie Lolly before he created the earth and said, these are the plans I have for Susie Lolly. These are the plans I have for Carol Whitaker. And it tells us over and over that he doesn't stop loving us because we fail. He comes after us. It says he's willing to leave the 99 for the one, and that's Matthew 18, 12. Jesus made sure to include Peter's name. When um, I told you what the angel said to the women, he said, tell the disciples and Peter. Right. He said, I, you know, I still want Peter. He wanted Peter to know you're still wanted. I can still use you. You've got some, some pride that needs some working on. (laughs) Yeah. But Jesus loved Peter enough to teach him Mm -hmm. after his failure instead of just cast him aside. And that's so often what we see with with love in, in our world. It's very conditional. If someone fails us mm-hmm. or we fail someone else, we're done. Yeah. We're cast aside. They don't want us anymore, but that's not how God views us. So when we fail, our tendency is to want to run, to fix the situation on our own. We need to turn to him. Yeah. Repent, whatever it is. It, it may be extremely painful, whatever we have to walk through the lessons. Um, when God is pressing down on an issue in our lives it's not fun. Yeah. It's not, but it tells us in the Bible that those of us who are willing to go through discipline,
0: mm-hmm.
1: willing to learn the lessons, willing to listen are the ones that will have peace in our lives and we will profit and there will be blessing on the other side and and so it's worth it for us
0: to allow him to teach us whatever we need to learn. And you know, what came to mind there, and I'm sure I've said it because we've had so many conversations, and the, the bottom line is they all come back to Jesus loving us and wanting us and, you know, whatever the topic is we start on, that's always going to be part of it. Um, but what came to mind is that when Jesus called Peter, do you think he didn't know what kind of person Peter was? He already knew. He already knew he was going to be impetuous and he was going to fail and he was going to be braggadocious and all those kind of things. But he chose Peter knowing all of that. So there has to be hope for people like us and people who are listening who also feel like, I'm a failure, I've messed up. Well, God wouldn't call you and wouldn't woo you if he didn't have a plan for your life. I mean, he it's, it says he's the one who draws us. If he doesn't draw us, we can't come. So if we feel us him drawing us, then we have to also think, well, maybe I am good enough for him to use because we're all kind of messed up. It doesn't mean that we get okay with sin or we're like, well, it's just the way I am and, you know, we're just happy with it. But, you know, we do change and we do receive, like you said, God's correction. And I also love the scripture. I did not look it up before because, you know, some of these thoughts just come to me as we're talking. But, you know, when the Israelites kept circling the mountain, there was a point when he said, "You've, you've circled this mountain long enough, now turn north. And so... Uh, in all of our lives uh, through failure too there's going to be a point when we finally get whatever that topic is so we don't have to feel like that we're going to be tormented our whole lives with the same issue if we truly love the Lord and we're truly seeking him then one of these times his message is gonna stick and uh, whether that has to come through the umpteenth failure or not so um, so you said you know in our two main points we can learn from uh, from failure is that it gives us an opportunity to grow And that God still wants us when we fail so what else would you like to share as we conclude tonight
1: well just in line with what you were saying that we may be if we failed a lot it we may be paralyzed by fear thinking oh my goodness what if I fail again Mm -hmm. and I have to go through consequences again and I have to wait again because you know failure can cause a delay in the promise God has given us it can cause you know earthly consequences as far as relationships you know our job whatever it is but these two verses i think are so encouraging that when we're not strong enough to make the right choices it's he who is going to give us the strength to sustain us and give us what we need to do it's right psalm 54 4 says surely god is my help the lord is the one who sustains me isaiah 46 4 even to your old age and gray hairs i am he i am he who will sustain you i have made you and i will carry you i will sustain you and i will rescue you
0: awesome let me say a prayer and let's let me bless all of all of us all of yeah I guess that's what we say (laughs) all of us who have been frequent flyers on the failure department and uh, that we would receive this word and, and know that God still loves us and still has a plan for us dear God we love you we thank you so much that you're such a patient father such a loving father there are some fathers that I've seen on this earth get so frustrated with their children and grow distant but you are God who is constantly pursuing us never runs away from us. We can't um, be angry enough at you, be cruel enough, whatever it is, fail enough to make you turn away from us. That's how much you love us. And um, you love us in the midst of our failures, but you also love us enough to bring us back to another opportunity to try to develop character in us again. God, I just pray, Lord, that, that as these scriptures said, that we would believe that you're the one who sustains us. You're the one who carries us and that you are the one who's going to rescue us, and that we don't have to be ashamed. You know everything about us, so when we do fail, you know it was going to happen anyway, and we don't have to be ashamed to run to you one more time, let you pick us up, put us in your lap, and, and um, comfort us, and we don't have to be ashamed to go back and try again. That's what you want us to do. I just pray, Lord, over everyone who's listening, God, that we would really internalize that message, and it's in your name we pray. Amen.